Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty swell for some of us. Not so swell for others. It's a lot of bye weeks coming on this week. And then, of course, so many more injuries. It's it's ridiculous. It's, it's the same thing we say every year. Like, is there more injuries this year than, than there were last year? No, no, it's just a game of, uh, you know, injuries. It's a war of attrition, fellas. Yeah, it's a war of attrition. Make sure. Is it a war of attrition or is it a war of nutrition? Nutrition, I thought. Get your bananas. I saw saw a thing today, uh, bananas, how they're, uh, even though they're a fruit, they're closer to being an herb and related to the ginger root more than anything else. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, but we're back today talking dynasty. We got a lot of injuries to cover here, and uh, we want to announce today we haven't talked about reviews on the podcast and how they really help out the podcast and keeping it atop the dynasty charts and keeping us up at that uh, top tier. And we decided, you know, we have uh, some dynasty nerd shirts in the in the back uh, storage over there that we've been sending out. We decided to give out a couple shirts for free. So if you leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. Uh, and you DM that screenshot as you did so to at Dynasty Price, which would be Derek Garrett's uh, Twitter Derek handle. Garrett. Yeah, his his DMs are open. Mine are close, tight, uh, you know, like the Virgin Mary. And, uh, you know, we're going to give away one of those shirts to somebody out there today or not today, but next week. So check it out. We'll give it away. And before we do that and get in all this other all this other great information, let's talk about our froze our froze. Our, our friends and our bros. Yeah, and our froze if you got them. Um, over at Thrive Fantasy. Now, we've been talking about Thrive Fantasy here for a couple of weeks now, almost a month, and what you can do out there. And like I said, I know some other podcasts out there. They're, they're crushing. I am not crushing on Thrive Fantasy. I don't know why I can't get together <laughs> every week, week in, week out. I think it's my point total. Uh, Come take really Rich's money. Uh, so if you want to take my money, Hop on Thrive Fantasy. You can do that right now. What is Thrive Fantasy? You're going to get 20 available player props. And those props might be, you know, Daniel Jones will have two interceptions. Are you taking over under? Uh, Cooper Cup's going to have over 95 receiving yards. Over under. Julio Jones will have five receptions. Over under. You know, like things along those lines. 20 player props. Each player prop comes with a point value. It's up to you to pick out which one that you like. Obviously, the, the, the harder the odds are, the more points you get. So that's where I think I'm really messing up. I'm going to start just going crazy here and taking the ones that I believe in for the most points. But those points that do accumulate. And with those, the props... The, the point totals rack up. Whoever has the most points starts to win all the cash, which I have not done yet. Uh, I'm trying my best. I have all this money in there, and I keep losing it. My account gets lower and lower. <laughs> but right now, they have a great offer. And, and, and the, the, I'm still playing with house money because when I deposited my money, I got that instant 100% matchup from Thrive Fantasy. I put in 100 bucks, they get. I instantly had $200 in my account. You could do that with a promo code nerds. And right now, they have a very special offer for our listeners. When you deposit $10, you get a free $20,000 uh, 20K NBA contest ticket. If you deposit $100, you get three free 20K NBA contest tickets, plus an instant matchup $100 for all new users with that promo code nerd. Get up 
Prop up today. Visit Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use that promo code NERDS, and you're going to be getting some free money. And hopefully you do better than I do. But good thing, I'm persistent. That's, now, ner- that's, nerds, with an, into, that's, that's nerds with an S. You said it a couple of different ways, but that promo code is NERDS with an S. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? You said nerd here and nerd. there. Yeah. It's nerds. Just, uh, well, that's what some nerds. Some nerds. I just wanted to be clear so they, <laughs> they can come and grab your money. I mean, that's it. Uh, come get it. Come get it. So we're here we are. Let's start at the top of the Browns running backs. Both are down. Nick Chubb's out again this week with the calf injury. Kareem Hunt on the IR with the calf injury. Um, so we, we he's out th- three to four weeks. It's probably going to be closer to four to six weeks. Um, I actually am friends with Kareem Hunt's uh, cousin. And, you know, he's they're pretty tight. And he told me right after the game, I asked him, like, what's up Kareem's calf? He's like, dude, not good. He's like, he's going to be out proud. He said it's not his uh, Achilles, but he said it. He thinks he tore it, but he thinks he's going to be out for about six weeks. So um, he's going to be out for a while, which brings more opportunity to Dearness Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Demetrik felt in their draft pick. Demetrik's going to be more in the passing game. He's not going to get any in between the pet tackles carries out there. Dearness Johnson, going back to his last time he got some main carries when both running backs went down, was the Dallas game uh, the previous year. And he actually looked pretty good during that mm-hmm. game. I mean, he had almost 100 yards rushing. I think about I think he had about 13 carries, but he had 95 yards rushing. Looked really good this preseason when the Browns drafted Demetri Felton. He looked really good. There's a lot of question here in Cleveland: Would the Browns actually keep four running backs when they had Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb? Would they keep Dearness Johnson, who plays good special teams, but he looks so good in the preseason? Preseason, his time and opportunity here in Cleveland, they did end up keeping four running backs on this roster uh, in a position that's absolutely loaded. So it says a lot about Dearness Johnson's game. So if you had him or he's somebody maybe to get onto the cheap, he should provide some fantasy points this week. If Odell Beckham misses with a shoulder at all, uh, Demetri Felton will be viable in a passing game. They still might want to keep some things short when that pass rush gets a little wild with those offensive tackles out with the Cleveland Browns. Demetri Felton get a little bit more involved. But I look for Dearness Johnson to be the guy here, at least for Thursday Night Football. I do expect Nick Chubb to be back the following week. I did hear um, – my sources that uh, Nick Chubb was close to coming back this week, but they're going to give him one more week and give him that long kind of short-term buy to get healthy. You guys like to turn Johnson this week as a, a viable flex play? Yeah, I, I absolutely see him as the guy that's going to be carrying the load there. Um, and I think I think it almost leaves Felton's role unchanged. You know what I mean? He's going to be this guy that's going to flash a few a few plays here and there. They might use him a little bit more than they would in a normal game plan just because obviously Felton has he's – he's an electric player when he has the ball in his hands, um, but you can't overuse him because he's a, he's a smaller type of scat back that's just going to mostly catch passes. So that's, that really lines up nicely for um, Dernis Johnson, I think, just to be the guy and, and carry the lion's, lion's share of, of the carries here in the backfield for the Browns. Yeah. yeah, another guy I want to keep an eye on. We didn't really uh, – we don't have him in our injury news because we usually talk about the guys that got hurt this past week. But somebody that that might be back this week is Jarvis Landry. And Jarvis Landry could be uh, one of those sneaky start kind of candidates after starting off slow this year and then he was out with an injury. People have probably kind of forgotten about him, but there's a good chance Odell will be out with the offensive line issues, Baker's shoulder issues. He's probably just going to be looking to throw it short to a reliable player Jarvis Landry could absolutely be that guy this week. Yeah, I think Odell actually plays this week. Uh, he did he come in the game last week. And I think Jarvis did practice 
uh, today, which is Tuesday. So I believe they both will be on the field. Baker said he's going to play today. Uh, so it really just comes down to are the tackles going to play? You know, is Jed Wills going to play? Is Conklin going to play? If, if that if that all happens, then all all should be right on the offense. Besides, obviously, yeah. having two stud running backs, but you know, time for these guys to step up, uh, keep things a little bit shorter. Maybe Austin Hooper and Joe could do a little bit more this week, but that's where we're at with those guys. And, and Jarvis will be back this week most likely. Alex Collins for the Seahawks, hips and glute. He's day to day. They've been talking about Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny is about to come back which is good because Alex Collins is banged up here. Chris Carson banged up. DJ Jallis just not looking good enough to get it done out there. Uh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Every time he's out there, all that man does is catch passes. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's carving himself out a role, I think, in the passing game. That's, that's this where is he's unnecessary hate, Rich. Biggest impact. He does not look uh, relevant enough for any dynasty team to get out on your, in your roster. You know what? I started him in a league I was desperate this week, and I got nine points from him. There you go. Uh, I retract that statement. He's he's a nice little flex play out there if you want to get about nine points per game. If hey, both these guys are out. He is very viable in the passing game. Rashad yeah, Penny, yeah. we don't know who he's going to bring in the passing there, game. There are a lot of big names on bye this week as well, so you might need a guy there like are. DJ Dallas to kind of get you through this week. But uh, glute, huh, for Alex Collins? Is this the gluteus maximus? Is that what got injured here? Well, we'll or talk we... about Jared Patterson in a little bit. All right, so, so it's, it's, it's not definitely the not the minimus. All right, I was just checking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I saw DJ Dallas come in there. I mean, didn't he have a fumble this? Was that this week or last week? Uh, it was. It he did fumble, but he recovered it. Oh, it was recovered. I know. I was watching that game. I was like, "Come on, DJ, let's get it this week." And I was just, like, oh, just not enough for me. I don't know. When I watch him play, like he's somebody like obviously you know. Friend did of you see show, the monster so kick wonder, returns too? Oh, do you get fancy points for that? Some leagues. Yeah, not my league. So I don't really. I'm not. I'm not really too relative for me. Uh, I, I'm just here. I'm just trying to find a way to get the main points as I can. Like, obviously, like Matt said, this is a big week. You know, a guy like DJ Dallas does have relevancy um, to your dynasty teams. It's a, it's a great week to get out there and make some of these small trades for guys that can give you some fancy football points. Where, you know, Dearness Johnson uh, this week, it, it, he's somebody you could probably go out and trade for and maybe give up almost nothing for. He's going to give you points not, not only this week, but he'll be the number two back with Nick Chubb there. Um, who has that calf injury for the next couple of weeks. Like I said, cream hunts out for multiple weeks. There's guys out there like J.D. McKissick who we're going to talk about here shortly. He can help your dynasty team this week and going forward. There's a lot of guys out there that you can get on the cheap that will have some you know relevancy here for your dynasty team because this is a week because wherever everybody else, like if you're hurting, you're not the only team hurting. Every single team is out there hurting this week and probably next week. So, it's up to you to go out there and make these small trades to help you get through these weeks because every point counts in these next coming matchups. Everybody's going to be really struggling with the amount of injuries and bye weeks all these teams are facing. And up to your depth, there's going to be some bottom league teams just looking to unload some of these guys that used to have no value only three weeks ago. So don't let another team come in and swoop. I mean, I had an offer this morning uh i could use some running back help for jd mckissick and mike davis and he was one of my 23 second and i waited um i wanted to revisit the trade to go look at it to make sure i made the trade i just waited i was like oh, i'll go look at it after lunch and by the time i went to lunch so he already made that offer to somebody else for jd mckissick straight over a second they accepted it and i was like oh dude i could have used both of those guys on my roster this week and going forward and i missed out on it so it, it, you got to make sure we're staying active in these leagues this is 
this is a really crucial time as we enter week seven here of the dynasty football season. It's it's we're going to start seeing some separation. Um, some people are, people are going to start losing some close games. People are not going to have a lot of depth. Going to see a lot of trades go by, and don't be that team because you see it all the time when a trade goes through, and you're like, oh my god, you got him for that. I would have gave you more, you know. And it's it's it, people are like, well, you didn't you didn't propose. I, I I updated my trade bait on MFL. I updated my trade bait on Sleeper. I didn't see you come knocking on my door. You know, it's it's about being proactive. Don't let these trades come to you. Get out there and make these trades. Get the depth, and even a depth that play that might seem like, hey. I can only use this guy. I can only use Dearness Johnson this week. Okay. Well, what if that calf injury all of a sudden acts up again? And now Nick Chubb's got to go INR. And now Nick Chubb's on IR and Cream Hunt's on IR. Now you got him for multiple weeks. What if, you know, kind of like an example is Chuba Hubbard, right? Where Christian McCaffrey was like, oh, he might come back in two weeks from a hamstring injury. Well, two weeks later, later, what happens? Now they put him on IR. He's out for another whole three weeks. So these guys are are just dropping like flies. You don't know where anybody who's an immediate backup, when they're going to pop up and be the man for your team. And if anything shows us what's going on this season, we need as much depth as possible on these dynasty teams. I, I was on fantasy pros this week, trying to do my, my weekly rankings. And I looked at the running back list this week and I was like, Holy cow, guys that I would normally be ranking as running back 20, 25 or up here at running back, like 12, 13, just because the, it's it's brutal. It's brutal. no one ate their bananas. It's a yeah, war. I mean, it's a war nutrition. It, <laughs> it's just that, <laughs> it's just that simple, man. I mean, I'll, I'll remind people of a name out there too that might be on your. Now he's probably on somebody's IR, but if he's on your waiver wire, it's worth checking. It's Jeff Wilson, running back for the 49ers. Um, he's someone who's their leading rusher last year. Trey Sermon has just not been Kyle Shanahan's man. There, I know they trade up for him, but he's just Michael. It's not him. It's Elijah Mitchell is going to play over him again this week. He's just not getting the carries there. So Jeff Wilson's a good name that might be on your waiver wire. I'm with you, Garrett. Like there's names on here. I like. I do my thing for uh, ESPN Cleveland out here and uh, uh, Bally Sports TV show. And I'm looking at my running back rankings this week, and I have guys in here that you know Chuba Hubbard top 12 this week, Daryl Williams top 12 this week, Elijah Mitchell top 15, Devontae Booker, Damian Harris, J.D. McKissick. Guys are just on my list that are top 24 plays, Dearness Johnson, that could have been waiver wire fodder, you know? So yep. it, it's a crazy time of the year, but these are guys are all they're going to be able to help you. Devontae Booker is a top 15 play, giving you double-digit points week in and week out. Damon Harris looks good. And there's a couple other guys we're going to talk about on this show here uh, as we move on as well. More injury news, Paris Campbell, foot injury. I think he broke a foot. Uh, he went on IR, I believe, today. Talking about a player that had a lot of upside, nice little sneaky guy. We've talked about him multiple times here at the Dynasty Nerds podcast. That is just, it looks like he's just one of those guys, another guy to host Ohio State, kind of like Curtis Samuel, that where, yeah, he is talented, but his body is just not made to play in the NFL because with him, it's just one different injury after another injury. So his entire body has come from a box on Christmas morning and says fragile on it. And I don't think it's going to be lighting up any room anytime soon. No. And it's a shame. Yeah, it's too, been really disappointing. He was just starting to click. I feel like he was just starting to click a little bit, you know, week five, he got, he, he saw six targets, four receptions, 56 yards, nothing crazy, but you were finally starting to see a little bit of volume there. And even this past, you know, in week six, it was, it was one catch 51 yards and a touchdown. So he's showing some big playability there as well. And now, now he's out again. And like you said, uh, Rich, he is just, I mean, 
every time he starts getting going, it's like another, it's not like a little injury. It's a catastrophic type of thing where he's going to miss a huge chunk of time. And this is just the story kind of of his whole career so far. So I, he's yeah, one of those matter guys. How slow he goes over that speed bump. Those wheels are falling off. It's like, yeah. Jesus, use more than a toothpick for an axle. God's going on <laughs> over there. Paris Campbell. So yeah, yeah it, they, it's a bummer. That offense could use him too. They're, they're finally getting things going. The Colts offense is looking like they're all gelling and, and then he he's, He's down and out again, and and that's frustrating because he did have a promising career. Uh, but it's it, it seems unlikely at this point that he's ever going to be able to sustain a long enough stretch of time to be fantasy relevant. What opened up another window for somebody who did just come back? You mentioned Carson Wentz has looked really good these last couple of weeks out there, playing very well. The offense is starting to come together. T.Y. Hilton came back this week and had a nice little game there for his first game back. So if you're looking for a team, you know, they do a lot of play. They do run that play action there with Jonathan Taylor behind that backfield, who's looking absolutely dynamic. We're going to talk about him later here too, where T.Y. Hilton, I mean, is T.Y. Hilton going to cost you more than a third-round pick for a player that offers some really good upside and give you down the stretch? I mean, I would pay a third-round pick for on a championship-caliber team for a guy like T.Y. Hilton. So, you know, with Paris Campbell not being there, who was their speed threat, that opens up everything for T.Y. Hill. And who's their speed guy? Michael Pittman's not that guy. He's their ex receiver. He looks fantastic. But somebody to offset him, I'd be willing to buy T.Y. Hill for that wide receiver three flex play that knows he's most likely going to give me double digit points, but always available for those, those big games, right? That one catch for 75 yards and a touchdown to give you that 22 point game for the week. So I think with the Paris Campbell injury goes down, we always say, in injuries open opportunity for other players to come out there and make some good cheap buys. I think T.Y. Hilton would classify as that kind of player here with Paris Campbell going down. Yeah, he's he's definitely a nice little buy, and and if it's at a, a what you said at a third round uh, price tag, I, I'm definitely all in on T.Y. Hilton. Not a guy that I would normally be interested in because his price was uh, kind of always too high for me to to the juice wasn't worth the squeeze prior. But at this point in his career, when he's he's considered the old guy on the team and, and kind of one foot in the grave type of guy, I would definitely pay a third rounder for the upside you're going to get from T.Y. Hilton, for sure. Well, yeah, and, this- and Garrett, wouldn't you, wouldn't you be happy taking, like if you own T.Y. and you're out of it, getting a third round pick? I know it doesn't seem like much, but if I can get into that, you know, 23 third round and try and keep acquiring more of those draft picks, like the more ammo, the better there in the third round because there's always going to be a player that holds value in the third round. The Ramondre Stevensons, Nico Collins, guys like that you can get in your roster. So the more shots that you have in the gun to go after those players, the better. So where a third round might not seem like much for a player like T.Y. Hillen, he's not doing anything for you in the next couple of years during your rebuild. Yeah, and especially with this injury to Paris Campbell, you might even be able to get a late second for him, uh, depending on the team and the situation. So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's one of those deals where it makes a lot of sense on both sides for you know a team that's looking to make a run to try to acquire him. But it, it makes sense for anybody that's not like sell him off. And this is the year of the old wide receiver. Like if there was a year for him to come out and do well, it's this year. Emmanuel Sanders is doing it. Marvin Jones is doing it. Antonio Brown's lighting Tony the world Brown. on fire. Yep. Like it. If there was a year for an old receiver, even A.J. Green looks good in Arizona. Even A.J. Green's putting up fantasy football points. It's, it's crazy It's out the there. year of the old guy. So so get out there, T.Y. Hilton, make it happen. Yeah, uh, another injury, Dak, Hef- Dak, Dak Prescott's got the calf <laughs> injury, but they have a bye week this week, so it looks like that came in a good time. Looks like he'll be okay after that. Kadarius Tony ankle, he went down again. He's going to be week to week. Sterling Shepard came back off of the injury this weekend, slipped, stepped right back in what he was doing, heavily targeted, caught the football well, 
Um, I had a stat that line here on uh, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, he had he had 14 targets, caught 10 of them for 76 yards. Keeping everything, Daniel Jones keeping everything short and sweet for Sterling Shepard. But again, I mean, that's something that Sterling Shepard's coming in there giving you what 17 fantasy points right out to right out the rip out the gate. So we mentioned before with Tony, like how is that going to affect? He obviously got hurt, but when he's surrounded with other guys like Sterling Shepard, who's who's that short underneath guy. What would that do for Tony? And obviously he went down and Shepard stepped up big time. I saw a trade in our old league. Shepard got traded today for a 23 second. Yep. Uh, I saw that as well. Is that something you guys be will that's something you guys be willing to pay for a guy like Sterling Shepard, a second round pick? Maybe not 23, but even 22 second for a guy who's probably gonna come in and be a wide receiver three for your dynasty team here for this home stretch. Uh, so Shepard's always been a weird guy for me. I feel like he's good in spurts and he can give you those numbers in spurts. I, but he seems like a guy that always seems to get nicked up as well. So for me, I think if you're, if you're desperate and, and you need it, I, I, I'm okay giving that. I'm not going to fall all over myself for a guy like Shepard personally. Cause I just don't think he's like a championship winning type of guy. You know what I mean? I, he'll, he'll get you through bye weeks. Uh, you can plug him in every once in a while, but it might be just a, a little bit high for me uh, on Shepard. I think I'm in the same boat, partly because we, we've they've had so many injuries that right now he's going to be you know targeted that heavily just because Galladay is out, Slayton's out, Tony was missing part of the game, Barkley's not out there. So I mean, there's you got to throw it to somebody, and so like in the short spurt, I think he's going to have a lot of relevant. Uh, be, be very relevant, but I long term, it, it depends on where it is. Um, if it's super late, yeah, I, I can I can live with that. But I don't know that I'm necessarily targeting him because I think the Sterling Shepherd manager right now is probably wanting a decent return since he's played so well at the beginning of the year. Okay. So, and uh, two more injuries for in this last one. Oh, you something else to say? No, I just, I just would have liked to have seen. Obviously, Tony. You know, you said he's week to week. It sounds like it's worse than than they had initially thought. That's what the news that kind of broke today. And I would have loved to have seen Tony and Sterling Shepard, and maybe even you know, uh, Galladay or or what's his name? Uh, what's what's your guy's Slayton. Darius Slayton? Um, out there together just to see kind of this whole <laughs> offense clicking, you know, I mean, and see where this, how this target distrib- distribution is going to work when everything's, I guess, running healthy, like how they envisioned it, you know, when they, when they put the whole team together, I would have loved to have seen that, but it's clearly not going to happen anytime soon. So yeah. I guess that's just fine. This guy wishing. You could see what they were attempting to do. I mean, they had a receiver for every type of role. They had the big right. bodied receiver. They had the possession guy in Sterling Shepard. They had the quick twitchy slot guy in Tony. And then they had the deep threat in Slayton. Like it makes sense on paper. All of that is put together very nicely, but they just, they just can't stay healthy, man. I know. That's that's why I was that's why I wish I could see it and just hey, who is who does Daniel Jones actually prefer? Like, because now it's just like He's always just been throwing to the one guy that's the best guy available. You know, what whoever's I mean? healthy today, yeah. you get the ball. Yep. So it, it's it's kind of it's hard to get your mind around exactly who's going to be the top dog there for the long term. I guess. Yeah, a uh, couple more injuries here: Latavius Murray ankle week to week, Terrace Marshall concussion. Uh, his weeks, so he's going to be out for a little bit here. But the big news too is that Antonio Gibson has that stress fracture, right? stress fracture in his shin. Uh, he's got an MRI, but if he's got a stretch fracture, he's for sure going to miss some time here. Uh, 
potential IR candidate, which is going to really open things up. You know, we got the, the muscle, a uh, little gluteus minimus in Jared Patterson. But J.D. McKissick is going to be the guy here that's really going to be involved as the team tries to keep pace in the passing game. He's somebody that we mentioned a couple times on this show as a, a cheap guy to buy as a flex play. Uh, last year finishes a top 18 fantasy football running back. And look what happened this week right away when Antonio Gibson comes down. This is a player who he's, you know, he's seen at least four targets pretty much per game. But now all of a sudden he goes down, Antonio Gibson's he, he has 10 targets in the game, finishes with almost 20 fantasy football points this week. I know they played the Chiefs, they had to keep pace, but this is going to be continuous here with the Chiefs. If you're looking for a guy to go out there and, you know, I saw that trade go through for that 22-second for J.D. McKissick, I had no argument with that whatsoever. This is a guy who's going to come in and probably now with this injury finishes a running back two again in 2021. So if you're looking for a guy, and we always mention these PPR running backs, right? The guys that come in here, that have a floor of about 10 points. That's what J.D. McKissick is going to get you. If you're looking for running back help and a guy who's probably going to be there for at least to help you out for the rest of the year, I think J.D. McKissick is certainly worth a second-round pick for a championship-caliber team that's looking for double-digit points out of their running back two. And obviously, he's going to be a running back two because if he's running back one, you're not really a championship contender in the first place, and you shouldn't be sending second-round picks out anywhere. But what do you guys think about giving up a second-round pick for J.D. McKissick? Is that a fair value, you think, today going forward? I mean, he's going to be the guy catching all the passes here. Probably foreseeable future. I don't know how long a, a – a cracked shin takes to heal, but I don't think that's something that you could put some uh, Robitussin on and it all of a sudden be good to go to go out there. Well, how about this? Uh, literally while you were talking, I, I, I clicked on our nerds calculator league, which I am currently undefeated in. And I've got Antonio Gibson Ooh. as, as my running as a running back. And I went out and looked to see who, who had um, JD McKissick. And I just sent out a trade for the second round draft pick while you were asking if a second round draft pick is enough. So there I definitely, go. I'm definitely on board. I'm putting my money where my mouth is right there. So Waz, check, check your email. Uh, I sent you a trade offer. Yeah. Waz was your crappy ass team. Rob Waziak out there with his <laughs> little bad team. What is, what is Waz's record? Um, I don't know. He said he was, he said he was blowing it up. So, so Waz, uh, he's three and three. He blew it up last year in his startup draft. <laughs> oh, he's three for three. He's three and three. So oh, good for you. Yeah. He's not doing too bad. I know Izzy's. I know Izzy's uh, blowing it up too. He's trying yeah. to get all his starters out the window. He's one of so, yep. Yeah, I, I think it's fair value for a PPR running back. These guys, mm-hmm. these are my favorite guys to buy this time of year. The guys that I know they're going to help me out not only like this week during injuries, but going forward, and they're guaranteed. Definitely the the worse the team and the worse the defense, the better I like to have PPR running back because mm-hmm. I know they're going to be in the fourth quarter getting me twelve points alone. So. I like it, man. I like that trade. I, I have no problem as a championship contender giving up a late second round pick for a guy that's going to give me double digit fancy points at the the hardest position to find help at even, every year, Absolutely. let alone this year where these guys are literally dropping like flies. Yep. Yeah, I. It, it was interesting because Gibson, it was reported last week that he had the stress fracture or maybe even the week before that he had been like trying to play through the stress fracture. And uh, I follow Matthew Betts. He's one of the best. Uh, injury analyst on Twitter, and he was talking really the only way to heal from this is just rest. Like you have to rest it. So you're, he is going to miss some time. I'm I'm on board with JD McKissick as well. Uh, Jarrett Patterson, he's not necessarily somebody I'm going to trade for, but he was a guy I liked in the pre-draft process. 
I have them in a lot of leagues. If you listen to the show, you probably have them in at least a few, just so you could make the gluteus minimus joke uh, at the very <laughs> least. So uh, he could end up being viable because as great as McKissick has been and and I believe will continue to be, he still isn't a guy that you run a lot between the tackles. They're going to need somebody to do that. I think Jarrett Patterson will probably be that guy. Yeah. Let's get into a couple more news here. Uh, Gary, you have a couple of questions here you want to discuss here before we get into a little couple more uh, late round topics. You want to talk, you have a couple yeah. questions for us? Yeah. So let's start at the top here because somebody that preseason, it was a backfield that we didn't really want to touch. We said there's there's too many moving pieces. We don't know who the starter is. We don't know what the roles are. And Uncle Lenny has uh, decided that it's his backfield because Ronald Jones has been non-existent. Gio Bernard was banged up and even coming back hasn't been used a ton. And Leonard Fournette has really been the guy. Overall in the season, he's RB11. And over the past three games, he has had over 110 total yards in each game. And he's totaled three touchdowns over that span. And he's been getting quite a bit of the receiving work. Where are we at on Leonard Fournette? Season-long, dynasty, contender, uh, you know, blow it up. Where where do we stand with Uncle Lenny? I saw he got traded in a league for me. I think Nerds 2.0 or Nerds 3.0, one of those leagues there. Um, he got traded for a 23 first today. So we gave up a 23 first for Lenny because you're going to run it back one. And unfortunately, that's a cost you pay. Yep. even for a short-term rental. And at least Leonard Fournette has youth enough where like, if he doesn't even sign back in Tampa Bay, he'll go play somewhere next year for sure. Somebody will need Leonard yep. Fournette services because he, he's a solid – again, he's one of those running backs, if you just feed him enough, he's going to produce at a fantasy football level. Like, is he the best running back in the NFL? No. But even his his game last week, he looked good last mm-hmm. week. Like, he didn't look just like, okay, that's a guy, give him all the care. He looked pretty good. He was causing players to miss. He was running players over. As I say, he can still – I think that – he can still truck the occasional d- defensive back just yeah. like he did at LSU. I mean, he, he's got a lot of the same juice. He just – he unfortunately is a – he's a volume back. I mean, that's just what he is, and he's getting the volume now here in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, so unless you have a player uh, that somebody else wants, you know, a youth guy with some upside, or even if it's a guy like Travis Etienne, right? Like if you have a trade Travis Etienne for Leonard Fournette, you're, that's a cost you have to pay for Leonard Fournette right now. It's going to be a first round pick and you're whatever you give up for Leonard Fournette, you're going to feel dirty doing it, mm-hmm. but it's going to be worth it if yeah. you're trying to win. Because, you know, another thing besides that, those early ankle injuries of Leonard Fournette, like early in his career that we were so worried about, he's been relatively healthy since then. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. he's out there week in, week out. Yeah. He's playing with Tom Brady, that offense. You can't stock the box versus Brady. They got, they got, you know, now that OJ Howard looked good last week when I get Rob Gronkowski back there, I have two viable tight ends. Even Cameron Brate's a viable tight end. Yeah. Three dynamic receivers, the best receiving core in the NFL, you can argue. So, yeah, I think I think Leonard Fournette, this is, the, this is where he is. The, he'll probably finish as a running back one, strictly in the fact where everybody else is getting hurt. They don't have a chance to finish as a running back one. And he's going to week in, week out, give you numbers. And the good thing here, too, is Tom Brady is going to consistently get them into the red zone. Right. So you know he's going to have touchdown production as well, too, which is the creme de la creme when it comes to fantasy football points for running backs is those running back you know, red zone within the five, within 10-yard opportunity. And like Garrett said, too, he's being – used in the passing game. We thought that'd be Gio Bernard's role. They're using Leonard Fournette as a three down back. I think for, so you said season long versus dynasty. I think a season long value is extremely high, 
in dynasty value and on a position that we talk about hashtag two to three year window, you've already gotten that juice and then some on a Leonard Fournette. So I don't know how old he is. What is Leonard Fournette? 26 years old. He's 26. Yeah, he was in the same class as Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook and all those guys. He's 26. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, if you're talking about a younger running back that is consistently getting opportunity, you're not going to find any better value when it comes to price tag, probably than Leonard Fournette out there. Like, I would hate to do it. Like, I would have to, like, I would really need a running back bad. I would probably look other avenues, but even then I'm probably overthinking it because that's what Leonard Fournette's worth. He's worth a first round pick today. Yeah, I I, I was trying to look while you were talking. I was trying to look back to see uh, uh, past show sheets to see when I actually, you know, brought up, you know, Leonard Fournette as kind of the guy in this backfield. You guys poo pooed me, but uh, you guys made fun of me saying he was just playoff Lenny and it wasn't going to really happen, but. I did see him as like the most talented back there, and 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 I thought that he still had enough juice to kind of do it. Did I see this kind of production coming? No, but I, you know, I thought he was at least good enough to beat out you know Ronald Jones in, in this backfield, which is what he's done. I mean, I think you know last year he came on late, so he was, I think, a little bit behind as far as as far as the offense to to a guy like Ronald Jones, and that's why Ronald Jones kind of still had a a role. Um, you know, before the playoffs anyway. And Leonard Fournette just carried that over. Um, it started a little slow this year, but he's really starting to get rolling here. And, and he's a he's a big-time, I think, he's in a big-time offense, and right now he's putting up big-time numbers. So definitely go out and trade for him. Like you said, Rich, you are going to feel dirty just because you know the history there. And you know he's a volume guy, and he needs that volume to be productive. But he's getting it right now, and he's in a really good offense. He's in a really good place. You have to just see it as a short-term, this is going to get you over the hump and get you the championship, and whatever the cost you pay to get there is just worth it in the end. And that's how you got to see it. And maybe he goes back. Maybe he goes back. He's got a role. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Ron, Ron Jones has no role. Like, if this was a – they're trying out for roles for a play. Like, at least, like, Leonard Fournette's going to be, like, uh, the, the third character. Like, Ronald Jones is just playing a tree. Like he's like, oh, uh, you have no talent. Go put this street costume on. Just what, like, what should I do? Should I like blow in the wind? Like, no, just don't move. Just don't fall Actually, over. Turn around. We don't even want to see your face. We'll see the back of the tree. Don't fall yeah. over and you're fine. So, yeah. <laughs> don't fall over. <laughs> no promises. All right. Well, uh, you're having to pay the highest you've had to pay for Leonard Fournette in a long time, but we like to try to get guys before they get expensive. And with that, is now the time to buy Ramondre Stevenson from the New England Patriots. We know that Harris has been a little banged up here and there, in and out of games. And this past week, Stevenson was used in the passing game, had three receptions, got in the end zone. Is this a little bit of fool's gold, or is this the opportunity to get in on a back before he blows up? Yeah, this is the second time we've talked about Ramondre Stevenson, I think, in at least the last three weeks, and I do not think it's fool's gold. When we, If you go back and listen to our rookie running back breakdowns, Ramondre Stevenson was actually a player that I liked when it came to running backs in this draft class. I, I, I loved getting him in the third round as mainly as I can. I got a decent amount of Stevenson shares. I thought he was a perfect hashtag two-year window kind of running back that's going to come in there and get it done. Seeing as being viable in the passing game is even a little bit better out here. Damon Harris, like you mentioned, has been banged up. But if you're going back last week, this is a team that's got to run the football. Last week alone, we saw it because he got, you know, with uh, what Stevenson was able to do in a passing game. Damian Harris was running back 15 on the week with 17.8 points, but Stevenson was running back 19 with 15.8. He got a touchdown out there. He got eight touches. And 
this is somebody with with Harris in a way has been banged up and not and only been a one year deal. Ramondre Stevenson will at least be and have an opportunity to have more carries next year. I don't think it's fool's gold at all. Um, I think more so. I hope you just drafted Ramondre Stevenson just on our rookie breakdowns alone uh, for where we had him in this draft. And at least I, I think I, I liked him enough. Um, if, if you like my takes out there about Stevenson, but. I'd be willing to buy Stevenson. I don't know what I'd be willing to pay for Stevenson. That's a tricky. The tricky part with Stevenson with Harris being there is like, what are you paying for? You know, like people are going to ask you for a second, but I'm not giving up a second for Ramondre Stevenson because there's no clear path there to touches. He looks good, but I just know Bill Belichick is not going to start him over Damian Harris until Damian Harris starts to fumble the football or really screw it up. So like the only thing I'm concerned about is I like the player, but what's the price tag? Like, what do I have to give up to get Stevenson? Because I would, I would easily happily get a third, but I don't think a third's going to get it done. A third, would I give up two thirds, probably. A third, I don't think two thirds is going to get done either. I think you nailed it. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head with the second round draft pick. I think that's what it's going to take to get a guy like that. Because you know, whoever whoever drafted Ramondre Stevenson probably did it in the third round, so they don't want to get just a third round draft pick for a guy that looks like he's got potential. In the third round, they're going to want to bump it up at least a round to a second round uh, draft pick. So it's he is a hard guy to nail down. And and you, I think, really made the best point when you mentioned Bill Belichick. His use of running backs is so sporadic and hard to nail down, dating back, I mean, years. I mean, before Sony Michelle, um, there was the other uh, God, I can't even remember the first round draft. Oh, uh, Lawrence Maroney. I mean, that was another first round draft pick running back that just never got used he never got in the rotation or he was very sporadic at, at best and it really it's besides the pass catching running backs there's never been like a guy that you can really nail down it, 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 until you go back to like Corey dillon that was like a free agent well there was one there was Ooh. one and he was the guy we comped him to Le, oh like you guys blunt. remember like Eric blunt is like Garrett blunt he was the one guy that was useful because of all of the goal line opportunities but that was like literally goal line opportunities. Uh, like you, you couldn't count on him right. getting 80 yards. It was like you could count on him getting two touchdowns a week or like a, a touchdown every week at least, and maybe two. So it's, yeah, He it's had very, 18 that season. It's very hard to nail down just what you're going to get out of any New England running back unless they're a pass catcher. So it, it's very, it makes it hard for you to say, yes, definitely give a second for Ramondre Stevenson because I'm with you, Rich. I think from a talent standpoint, I think he could carve out a role and be that kind of guy on any other team, but on this team, I'm I'm a little uh, I'm a little shaky as to whether or not I'd want to give up that second. If I was a true contender, as a very late second in 2022, um, he might be worth the gamble because if Harris goes down, he will be the guy there. So it, it might be worth the gamble, but I'd have to be real thin on Stevenson. I'm more looking just I'm. He's the kind of guy, like, I'm just trying to find out, like, hey, I'm approaching the owner. I'd like to get Stevenson. I could use the depth here. Is there a pl- I don't want to really give up draft capital. I don't want to insult you with a third. Um, is there a player that on my roster that you like that you think would make a deal? Can you give me a couple of guys on, on this? You know, And I would just try and hammer out a deal for a player, for player Trey. But I do like the player. Well, and, and he might be the perfect situation where he's the throw-in player, where you're making a much bigger deal and you need a sweetener. Like he would be a really good sweetener on top of like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get uh CD lamb and uh, you know, I'll give you DJ Moore and a second and Ramondre Stevenson. 
you know, or something like that where, and I'm not saying that would be the exact deal or anything like that, but something like that where he's the little bit extra that you needed to be like, okay, I'll make that deal. I mean, I like that idea. Right. And if you can get him for something, you know, not the same deal that you're saying, but as a throw in type of thing, because I think it, it takes away a lot of the risk and you're just getting the reward at that point. You know what I mean? Uh, so I like, I like that idea. Right. All right, uh, let's let's talk about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, over the past three weeks, is quarterback eight. We're seeing him and Jamar Chase look good together. The Bengals are actually four and two. It seems like this rebuild is uh, accelerating a little quicker than most even expected. How far away is Joe Burrow from that top tier of quarterbacks that we talked about? The guys like Mahomes and Allen and Herbert you know, how far we know he's not in that tier yet, but how far away is he? Is he is he getting close or do we still need to see more from him before we can really trust him? It's a hard tier to break into because there's elite quarterbacks. There's the guy the kind of quarterbacks that will win you a Super Bowl without regardless of the talent around you. Right. There's just elite quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson's Aaron Rodgers. You know, I think Justin Herbert's in that category. Already. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes. So, but I think he's pretty close. I mean, being Q, where he is now, QB8, seems like it's a pretty nice spot for him. Jamar Chase looks absolutely dynastic, right? Like a like first-round startup caliber player. That's how good Jamar Chase looks right now. He's pretty much like Justin Jefferson last year, right? Which mm-hmm. and we've seen the, the production that Justin Jefferson gave us last year bumped Justin Je- uh, bumped him up to almost wide receiver one overall in some startup drafts. I see, I saw him go wide receiver one overall, Justin Jefferson. So that's where Jamar Chase is right now. So having a weapons around him, having Joe Mixon, we saw him being viable in the passing game, busting up that big 70-yard run off the, off the catch this past week. Having Joe Mixon, having T. Higgins, having Jamar Chase, if they can get another, like, a solid tight end. Like, I would have loved to see the Bengals go out there and try to maybe acquire, like, Zach Ertz instead of the Cardinals getting them for that late traffic. You know, but some of those lines as well. I mean, yeah, I think Burrow's well on his way because QB8, you know, like Wu-Tang said it best, it ain't nothing to mess with. So um, I think he's pretty close. He's knocking that door because at QB8, you're right there at the door, right? Like, you're on the doorstep, like, peeking your head and going, hey, guys, can I come in? You know, am I on the guest list? So he's right there. I can't think of it if in a super flex league, it's like, we're, that's where we're, that's where we're at. Like how many quarterbacks are you taking ahead of them? You know, right now here. Okay. Here's a question for both of you guys. Super flex league right now today. Would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Matt's struggling. I'm struggling. Struggling. I, th- I mean, obviously, situation, I, I mean, obviously can, the situation, situation in, has everything to do with it as yeah, well. The, the situation in Cincinnati is much better than it is in Jacksonville. And that's and that's why I didn't automatically say I want Trevor Lawrence, because the situation there is very, I mean, up in the air to, it is putting it kindly. So but all bad teams turn things around. Remember how the bang, bad the Bengals were just a couple of years ago? You throw a Garrett Wilson in there. I Oh, my. I know. So that's I think. Talent-wise, I would go with with um, Lawrence over Burrow, but it's not like such a huge gap um, that it's out of this world to say Burrow. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Lawrence for now, um, but Burrow is knocking right on. I'm nipping at his heels. We'll put it that way. For for me, it's it's pretty steadily Joe Burrow, just because. I, I think we would all be very happy if Trevor Lawrence ended up being what Joe Burrow is right now. You know, he is a top 
a legitimate top 12 quarterback that is going that is creeping up upon that top echelon in a great offense that is going to be very high octane for a long time. So we we've already seen it. We've seen glimpses of it at times with Lawrence of like, Ooh, that was a really nice play, but we haven't seen it all put together. There's a lot of question marks there. So for me, it's, it's, it's definitely Joe Burrow for me. Okay. All right, guys, let me tell you about my friends at my bookie. Now last week I gave you my three team teaser of the week and I jinxed myself because I was up five times my money and I got my ass handed to me. Uh, last week, Chargers, Browns, none of them looking good. I uh, I lost, uh, to say the least. So I lost. Uh, not I'm I'm still up four times my money. Let me put it that way. But it's not good. So I'm looking at some lines there. I haven't looked at them today. I'm looking at some lines here, guys. Um, for my bookie. Now again, my bookie is a place where if you put your first deposit, you receive double your money instantly. Is before you ever even place a bet with my bookie. That's dollar for dollar match or whatever you throw in there, up to a thousand dollars. So that's. That is massive, right? Like a thousand dollars. That many people do that. Like, hey, I'm gonna give you a thousand. I'm gonna put in a thousand. You're gonna give me a free thousand dollars. That's insane, uh, right away. And that's with the promo code nerds. And all I get to do is mybookie.ag. I've been doing it all year, and I've been, I've been doing nicely. Like, I'm not letting this money sit here until the end of the year. But like, I might be up like six figures by the time this is six figure. No, no I'm sorry. Four <laughs> figures by the time this is up. I'm up, I'm up four figures now, but I'm trying to get this. I'm trying to get the five figures. No, I didn't posit that much on my bookie. My wife would, uh, I'd be a widow. Uh, well, I'd be, I'd be married to a widower in the future. That'd be dead. So I'm just looking here right now on my three team teasers. Yeah. That wrong, man. I, right off the top of the gate, right, right off the top. You guys like Houston plus 24 versus Arizona. Do I know Houston plus <laughs> you don't 24. Know. Yeah, me neither. I what, about, know. what about D- Detroit plus 21 versus Rams? No, mm. I don't like that either. No. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm going a, I'm to a dig deep in this. I'm going to rebound this week. I'm back into it. You can too at my bookie. Use that promo code nerds. You're going to get up to $1,000 for free from our friends. And remember, any kind of bet you want to make, my bookie offers that uh, on their app. I use it all the time. Like I said, I'm still up good. Like I'm very happy, but that was a huge, that was a bad week. I bad weeks happen, man. Much. So yeah. it's part of gambling. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. Except for me. I'm on a hot streak, just a small speed bump, and I don't have a toothpick for an axle, so we'll be okay. (laughs) All right, well, I'm going to talk about predictionstrike.com. I actually, this week, just went in because of the uh, potential injury news to Antonio Gibson. He got that MRI. We still don't know what it's going to look like, but before we find out, I figured I'll go in and get a little Jarrett Patterson action. He's in there for a buck right now. I'm going to try to see if I can just – I don't need a huge gain, just a little gain, and then sell off those shares. That's exactly what you get to do at PredictionStrike.com. You get to buy, sell shares of players just like you would in the stock market. They have the web page. They have the app. They have all of these ways that you can go in and find – and it's not just NFL people. NBA action starts tonight. You're about that NBA action. Go, go, Go buy some players in there. You, that's the beautiful part about predictionstrike.com is you can go in, buy, sell, trade. Best of all, promo code DYNASTY will get you a free share. It will get you a free share with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code DYNASTY at predictionstrike.com to get a free share of a player for $20 deposit. 
Love nice. that. Love that. Yep. So let's talk about a couple more players here before we get out here. Right around the 50 minute mark. And um, let's talk about Chuba Hubbard. I mean, Chuba Hubbard's looked pretty good so far with Christian McCaffrey being out and his injury. Who he's gonna be out for a couple of weeks. The coach came out, Matt Rule today. Obviously, we saw we saw uh you know Sam Darnold's uh shares, Daniel Jones shares. Right after we promote these guys being worth multiple first round picks, have just started to plummet. So hopefully you didn't jump on that uh quick react, but dude, it's Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, right? And maybe these guys still could rebound, but it's it's about acting when you can act on these players. He's not looked good, but Chuba Hubbard's looked good. Over the last four weeks, he's been running back 18 and averaging 14 points per game. A guy who has dynamic speed, a really good north-south runner here. What do you guys think about Chuba Hubbard and his price tag today? We're, we've been talking about tons of running backs here. What's their price tag? What's their, What are they going for here? Would you guys be willing to buy Chuba Hubbard? And when he comes back, is he going to really eat into Christian McCaffrey? Because, again, we're looking at probably a short-term three-week window kind of play for a running back here. I mean, I, I don't I don't really think, you know, Chuba Hubbard is going to eat into CMC's workload much when he gets back. But I, I think he is a, a nice guy to go and approach that CMC, whoever has CMC on their, on their team, and say, hey – are you interested in backing up your your stud running back with his clear, obvious backup that's going to get all the work when he's out in Chuba Hubbard? And and now you've just got a guy that maybe you maybe you drafted him in the late second. Maybe you can get a first, maybe a late first for him um, from one of these really you know from a championship type of owner, or you can get you know a, a player and a second back for him. Um, depending on the deal, but you, yeah. you'll get a return on your investment for a guy like Chuba Hubbard if you go directly to that CMC, uh, whoever owns CMC. Yeah, a lot of these trades in here in the Trade Finder have like they like I'm looking at these last couple of weeks in the Dynasty Nerds Trade Finder and the Dynasty GM. DK Met, this, this trade just went down yesterday. DK Metcalf a 24 first and Elijah Moore for Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard. Brandon Ayuk and Chuba Hubbard for Cole Beasley a 23 first and 22 third. And then Emmanuel Sanders, Brian Edwards, Chuba Hubbard for a 22 third and a 22 first. So packaged correctly, you could probably get a first for Chuba Hubbard. Uh, maybe these guys are the Christian McCaffrey owners too. We're just actually seeing the trades, not the, the, the actual whole teams here. So the, probably the best person to target because he's looking so good to really – I think the best opportunity to get that first-round pick would be the Christian McCaffrey owner. I, could, yeah, I, I, totally I am agree. a little bit worried about – about CMC long term, not because I think this injury like does anything to his abilities or anything like that, but this is the second year in a row where Christian McCaffrey's been injured. And not only has he been injured, but they brought him back too quickly or thought about bringing him back too quickly. And then there was a setback, and then he was out even more time. And this is a team that has legitimate playoff aspirations. They went out and they they went and got Jalen Smith. They went out and they got um uh, the corner from uh, from New England. I can't think of his name. Uh, either I know way, what you're talking they, about. They're yep. going out and acquiring Gilmore. You know Gilmore. exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's yeah, Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore. So they're going out and getting these high value names. They're making deals, making trades, signing free agents. They're they're doing all the things that a contending team would do, and so their defense is looking better. Their offense on paper, when everyone is healthy, is a very good offense. So I think this team does have legitimate playoff aspirations, but CMC has to be a part of that equation for them to be a dynamic playoff team. So I do start to wonder if long-term they scale back his workload, not a ton, but as opposed to being the guy that was getting 
an absurd amount of snaps. We we know two years ago when he was the RB1 by a mile, he was getting like 95-plus percentage of snaps. That was part of what made him so good. And it started to go down a tiny bit last year, but it was negligible. It wasn't it wasn't enough to, to really hinder him. But I wonder if it starts to get closer to that 80% mark or, or 75% mark per game, which still would leave him in line to be – a top five running back and maybe even an RB RB one overall again, but Chuba just eats enough into it where he becomes mortal. He doesn't become this tier by himself. That is so much more valuable than every other running back. So I'm not saying go out and you have to sell CMC or anything like that, but there's enough doubt in my mind right now about the situation that makes me think, would they consider just scaling back his workload a tad? Well, I, I mean, I think those those are good points, and I think I, I guess when Rich asked the question, I was I was thinking more of like a you know seventy thirty sixty forty split, which I don't think is sure. is ever going to happen uh, with a guy like CMC. But I could see, I mean, I could see it dropping down to eighty percent, and and all of a sudden, Chuba Hubbard's getting a series here and there just to kind of keep CMC fresh within a game, especially since he's doing well with his opportunities. So I guess, I guess. Uh, now that you've broken it down that way, I, I could see it your way as well, like where he's where he's getting where it's dropping down to maybe an eight or eighty percent snap share. True. All right, last uh, last question here uh, for the show, and I think this is a big one because we we've been talking. This has really become the the running back episode, and I didn't intentionally design it that way, but it's kind of how it worked out. Let's talk about Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor had a couple weeks there early on in the season that was very meh. But these past few weeks, he has been an absolute monster. Big plays in the passing game, in the rushing game. And he's currently RB5 on the season. Where do you rank his dynasty value compared to Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, all of these types of players? Where is he Where is he in that landscape? Because there was kind of some discrepancy this offseason where some people had him as high as maybe RB3, and some as low as like RB six or seven. Where is he at on the spectrum now? I'm not take my dynasty ranks tonight, so I'll have a better feel for it. But I'm torn. I'm torn on Taylor because he there's an argument to be made that he's a running back one overall in dynasty right now, uh, just because he's 22 yeah, years old. Absolutely. And Dalvin Cook's 26. You know, uh, Derrick Henry's 26, or even older than that. Derrick Henry's even older than that. I think he's like yeah. 27. So, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, 26 and coming off multiple back-to-back years of being injured, you know, here. So, I think there's a strong case, honestly, for Jonathan Taylor being running back one for dynasty purposes. Obviously, Dalvin Cook's better talented right now. Derrick Henry's a better running back right now. But when their points per game, I don't know their points per game difference is. Obviously, Derrick Henry's in a different league of his own. The guy's just – He's been a monster this year. He's an outlier for sure. I mean, the, the ever the, – all the bad things I said about him for three years, like he's just really just rubbed it in my face because he's <laughs> he's better. Like, I'll eat crow all day on him because he's been uh, he's he looks so unbelievable. You know I mean, like he's an unbelievable running back. So kudos to him for proving me wrong. I mean, he's averaging twenty eight point four points per game. That's Christian McCaffrey level. Yep. Right. Like that's Christian McCaffrey kind of player. So kudos to Derrick Henry and anything I've ever said bad to him because I'll I'll never I will never speak bad even when he goes downhill. I swear I will never speak bad about Derrick Henry again. For how good he's looked. Um, so we're looking here and we're looking at guys like that. Jonathan Taylor currently sits at what running back here in PPR. Running back five. 
He's averaging 18.9 points per game. So when you look at guys above him, like Austin Eckler, 21.5 points per game. Najee Harris, 20.2, 19.1 for uh, Zeke Elliott, who's really looked really good out here. So for me, um, even Aaron Jones, 18.4, he's, if you take out Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor is right in the mix for the, the points per game as everybody else. And there's, I'm never going to look at the outlier running backs. I'm not going to look at just Christian McCaffrey, and I'm not going to just look at like Derrick Henry. And with McCaffrey's age, and um, which is not old, but his, his latest injury history there, like I think yeah. there's a safe argument here to take Jonathan Taylor number one overall when it comes to running backs because you're always attracted for me when it comes to running back. Like, well, how many points per game are you getting me, and how old are you? Yep. You know, I I had to start up this offseason. I took Saquon Barkley over him, and that's just a colossal mistake on my end. You know, like looking back on it now, it just, that's, that's a redo I, I wanted to have back. Cause I was always worried about like, you know, I always thought Saquon's receiving ability would always. Boost. Absolutely. But his injuries, like he's, he's taking a big share too. So for me personally, I think I can make a strong argument when I up to my rankings tonight, I can make an argument for Jonathan Taylor being my number one overall dynasty running back today. And some people say, uh, listen, I see people out there. They say, they, they talk this stuff about like, oh, there's such a overreaction to what's going on right now. And uh, sometimes when it comes to dynasty, but I, I don't understand how sometimes people don't. I mean, dynasty is like regular redraft fantasy football too. A lot of times, like everything, it's not, you just don't overreact. The game's changing every single week. You know, new things come. Players are getting hurt with major injuries every single week. Players show us a little bit more every single week. These players don't have an infinite lifetime on the field, especially running backs. You know, we we say hashtag two three year window for a reason. So, I don't. To me, I don't think it's a drastic take saying, "Oh, I'm a bump up the running back one." Like that's a just reaction for these last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's looked pretty damn good these last couple of weeks. He's 22 years old. So. If you ask me today, like whatever they have, Dalvin Cook or Jonathan Taylor, I want Jonathan Taylor. If you ask me today, do I want Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor? Well, that's really close because <laughs> I don't know if Jonathan, Derrick Henry's ever going to go down. Um, but, and Chris McCaffrey or, or Jonathan Taylor, that's tough because you know what you're going to get with Christian McCaffrey when he's healthy. Right. But, I mean, we're talking about two years, going on you know, the set, over a season and a half now of not having a Christian, Christian McCaffrey in your lineup. That's going to be almost two seasons without a running back. And when we talk about these short lifetimes for a running back, two seasons is like 30% of their total fantasy football production. You know, 25%, 20%, whatever it is, that is a major window that you're losing out on. So for me, I'm going to say I easily could put Jonathan Taylor number one. He's up there. Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. I think all the guys you mentioned and Derrick Henry. Um, I mean, I would like to throw one more name in that hat, I think, because uh, I do think – you're making great points on Jonathan Taylor, and it's even kind of changed my mind a little bit on him. Not that I, not that, not that I, he wasn't creeping up higher and higher, you know, every time I do my rankings anyway. But I, I guess I never really thought of it like, hey, maybe this guy should be above some of these other guys that you mentioned. Um, but I think there's a case to be made just due to age and all that kind of stuff. But the other guy that I wanted to throw his name in the hat is, is DeAndre Swift. No one is talking about this guy. He's averaging over 18 points a game as well and is only 22 years old also. And I feel like yeah. he started the year kind of on a snap count and, and the groin was a little bit – it was starting to you know bug him a little bit. So he was at like a, a 50% snap rate. And then you saw a crack climb up to 55 and then 60. And now he's getting up to that 70 or 75% snap rate. And 
And I think he's a guy that's kind of on this this trajectory, I think, now to also be in this conversation as a as a guy that can be considered for the number one overall spot down the road. Obviously, he hasn't done it for as long as Jonathan Taylor has because Jonathan Taylor had a nice nice whole season last year as a rookie, and DeAndre Swift only kind of flashed um, here and there. But uh, both of those guys are are the young guys that I see as really ascending players and guys that could, I think, challenge for that number one overall spot uh, down the road here a little bit. Yeah, I like that too, Matt. I like him. I like I like throwing Najah Harris's name up there yeah. to jump some of these major names here because of the youth too. It's, it's a young man's game with the running back. So guys, like you mentioned, DeAndre Swift is a good guy. Um, that might be like if you're a contender, what looks like an overpay today is an underpay tomorrow where you're paying multiple firsts plus a player. DeAndre Swift, that would work out. It's not going to get it done. For, that offer is not getting it done for Jonathan Taylor, right? Like, I don't think two firsts and a player is not is going to get it done for Jonathan Taylor. Depends on the player, well, you, but yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, but it always Don, depends on a yeah. – Justin Swift, Jefferson. Okay. But, but Swift, you might be able to get But that, Swift, that, it might work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's a, and I think there's always that right now, the image of him is strictly being that PPR running back. That could, like, kind of – if you get, like you mentioned, his snap count's going up and up and up. So, they're kind of – he's getting closer – and closer just to being the guy out there. And once that happens, that's it. You're, you're right, man. He's somebody who could potentially be at this same time next year, right? Like, so we're in mid to late October in 2022. Maybe DeAndre Swift is in that argument of running back one overall, kind of same things I was talking about Jonathan Taylor here. So maybe he's probably the best value, even though he's still going to be super expensive. Yeah. Maybe the best value go out there and, and overpay greatly for no, it's a good call. That's a good call. The only thing, and I think I'm at the point where I do, and I've been a Jonathan Taylor fan over the course of this time, and and that's been well documented. But the one thing that still just gives me the slightest pause is Frank Reich does not seem to want to give him these Derrick Henry, these you know, the, these Christian McCaffrey, these Dalvin Cook type workloads for whatever reason. I mean, we got we were midway through the second quarter, and he had one rush attempt this past week. It took him just absolutely hulking out and just making amazing plays in order to – and then he had an amazing week. I think he was RB3 on the week after all of that. But that's the only slight thing that gives me pause is like, well, why isn't he getting this monster workload that all of these other guys are getting? That is still puzzling to me. But uh, that is more conversation for another day. And when is that next Marlon Mack just – outing going to be who knows you know like you let's, feature know. Mar- let's feature mac for two quarters why not <laughs> i hope he gets traded right. yeah yeah that, that's it for this show um remember that t-shirt giveaway you leave us a rate review in itunes dm that to at dynasty price on twitter and we're going to pick multiple winners there to send a nerd shirt it's the most comfortable shirt you're ever going to wear in your high five and takes and be just raised drastically make sure you check out dynastyers.com check out that dynasty gm Remember, uh, as your team starts to get worse here, you want to check out these rookies. We just we're adding a boatload of film, Ooh, the yeah. Dynasty film room, which you can watch these rookies. And we have a lot of big things coming to the Dynasty GM. We had a big meeting last night about things we're adding for the 2022 season. You got to get on this. We're going to blow your socks off next year, what you'll be able to do with the GM and how even more so it's going to be a one-stop shop for all your Dynasty needs. Here Again, what is DynastyNerds.com? It's a, it's a central hub to make sure you're in the best position to make all the right decisions and don, dominate your dynasty fantasy football league. 
support us, support the site, join dinosaurnerds.com today, become a nerd herd member and make sure you're doing just that. Cause it's not just about, you know, it's 356 days a year. It's not just what happens in season. It's about the trades you make. Uh, I understand what I said. Um, <laughs> you could take uh, take nine days off. It's three hundred and fifty six days. <laughs> just take a couple. Just take a couple, couple of days off here. <laughs> just a couple of days. He's giving you the major uh, holidays off. It's fine. <laughs> I kind of throw a couple. Le- I'm kind of, kind of throw a couple leap years, yeah, uh, away. Um, so make sure you check us out. Get out there, dinosaurs.com. Leave us a review. Get yourself a T-shirt. Uh, and we'll be back next week. And we're about to jump into this nerd show with a couple of buys and a couple of sells for this week. Adios.